Welcome back to the Redbird Report. As always, I am your host, Scott Prieros, and with me I have my sports editor, Reed Watkins. How is it going, Reed? As always, just excited to talk Redbird sports. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a strong week behind us. Um, the ISU volleyball team is who we'll start off with. Um, seven matches in a row. I think we said it was 17 of their last 18 before that Bradley. So they've won, what, 20 of their last 23, if I'm doing my math right, or something like that? Yeah, I mean... 20 of their last 23 sets. Mm-hmm. An incredible run. Um, got a little revenge after last year. Um, Bradley, I believe, swept, or would they right. just play one? Yeah, so Bradley swept last year, and then there was those comments that you wrote about mm-hmm. um, last week, and uh, Allie Matters and the Redbirds got their revenge in a big way, and uh, I, I really don't know what it is, but this team just has a different en- energy around it right now. Yeah, it was a fun weekend, and then I have to say, Monday, that Bradley match was the most stressful sporting event I've ever sat through, and Obviously, we're just reporting on it, so I can't imagine what the <laughs> what the players are feeling when they're out there in those tight moments. Um, but both teams, it was just swinging back and forth, and there was a lot of energy, a lot on the line. You could tell from how both teams were playing, and it was literally just pick your storyline going into the match. It was matters going for her hundredth win. I mean, Ada Shadowald had twenty three kills in her last match. That was that tied the fifth most in a three set match in the NCAA this year. I mean. There's so many different things going on in this team that are making it outstanding. And just a weekly reminder at this point, this is all without Reagan Haith, the all-MVC freshman team honoree from last season. Um, So, I mean, they have, obviously, Cassie Jordan stepping up and playing extremely well. She went for seven kills and no hitting errors against Bradley, hit 500. So, obviously, I mean, they have people stepping up, but they're going to get Reagan Haith back at some point this season, I would believe. I don't think she's at all ruled out, and you're just going to get even better. So it's a really exciting time for this team. Yeah, no, definitely. And like you said, there's a lot of storylines with this team, but it's different than last year. I feel like last year a lot of the storylines were we had players retiring medically, we had injuries, we had struggles in a team that wasn't supposed to struggle as much as they were, and this year it's different. This year the storylines are on the court. It's good things and that's what we want to see like we said and with how the season started it it didn't look great but I remember you had talked about it um, a couple weeks before the regular this conference play started that Allie Matters said we're 0-0 when we get to conference Mm -hmm. play like that's all that matters the Redbirds had a tough schedule and if you win all those games that you were scheduled against then maybe you get an at-large bid but it's always tough when you're in a conference like this to get an at-large bid. So your main thing is let's win the conference, let's win this mm-hmm. tournament. And the Redbirds are playing at a level that is capable of winning this conference. Obviously, we'll see what they can do when they travel to Iowa to play the two teams who beat them to start conference play. But this is an exciting time for this program. Um, LA Matters, 100th win, like you said. Ada Shadowald is playing an incredible uh, at an incredible level right now. And the whole team is just the energy around them. Um, the excitement around them, everything about this team is different than what we saw maybe a month ago. Yeah, there's no question. And I think it's easy to forget, like you mentioned, where we were at this point last year. I think it just recently lost Nicole Lund and just recently lost Caitlin Pronsinski. Um, Nicole Lund was a senior who could have come back. Caitlin Pronsinski was a junior who planned on playing out her eligibility with this team. Those are players that contributed to championship rosters in the MVC heavily that could still be on this team. So we have to keep in mind they lost that. They lost Sarah Jacobson, who tore ACL and decided, you know, I think she's finishing out school here at ISU or doing grad school, but 
she could be on this team. Um, Callie, a club could be on this team as a right side. That'd be, a I mean, they've overcome so many different ways of, you know, players not coming back and, you know, whether that's, you know, injuries or just moving on. It's just outstanding when you think about all the different things this program has overcome to be right back where they were at the top of the Valley, um, holding on to, they have an even record with Drake right now who would hold the tiebreaker over them with the advantage in head to head play right now. But they're even for second in the Missouri Valley conference after everything that, um, this team went through to start the year and last season. And now they're right back where they were. It's pretty amazing. Um, just to say the least. Yeah, definitely. They're closing out this little uh, five-match home streak. Um, Evansville Friday at 6, Indiana State Saturday at 5, and then the the daunting trip to Iowa, like I brought up, where they have to play UNI on Friday and then Drake that Saturday. But right now, one match at a time for this team. You've won seven in a row. You're playing the best volleyball you've played in the last two years, I would say, since uh, that tournament appearance that they had two years ago. But it's exciting to say the least. Like I said, um, come out to Sefcu Arena Friday and Saturday, Evansville and Indiana State as they try to extend their win streak to nine matches. Quick note about um, Evansville. Julia Cardona is, the I mean, maybe the best player in the MVC right now if you look specifically at stats. F- leads the NCAA in kills per set with 5.58. And, I mean, the I think she has the most kills in a match this year if you look at individual game highs just yeah she had 40 kills in a five set match this season 36 in a four set match three set match she also leads the ncaa with 26 in a three set match just insane numbers and i mean she is just was just named the avca national player of the week last week they played a three minute and 47 minute or three hour 47 minute match and just an exciting player on a team that is going to be really intriguing to watch. I'm not um, sure exactly where they are in the conference standings right now, but she's going to be exciting to watch, and I'm excited to see how Allie Matters and the coaching staff game plans for a player of that caliber. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going to be really interesting. If you want to see it, like I said, hop out to Seth Q Arena Friday night, 6 p.m. They play Evansville in the monster match. We'll move on, though. The ISU football team, a big must-win Bounce back game against Indiana State, forty-four to seven. A little worried there early on. Uh, Zach Yannick said through a pick six. Can't put it entirely on him. It just freak accidents like that happen where it bounces off. I can't remember if it was a lineman or a defensive lineman. Uh, got bounced like thirty feet in the air. Came down straight into a linebacker's hands, and he had an easy route for a touchdown. Um, from that point on, they outscored him forty-four nothing. Um, the defense is playing incredibly well. Uh, Ty Neekamp was recently named uh, one of the finalists, one of the 22 finalists for the um, the Jerry Rice Award, which is goes to the best freshman FCS player, I believe is how it yeah. is what it is. Um, like I said, 22 finalists. I uh, I saw a tweet. It was kind of funny from uh, his dad, and it said, uh, "No one cares. Keep working," or something mm, like that. Love that. Uh, you love to see it. Um, but no, Tiny Camp's been awesome this year. Um, the defense has been incredible. Big thing about the defense that I think stands out to me is they prevent points, but you know what they don't do? They don't force turnovers um, really at all. I think they only have two interceptions on the year, maybe a few forced fumbles, um, but it doesn't matter because they get the stops when they need to get the stops, and they're going to need to get the stops this coming week. Um, a tough Youngstown State 
team um, at Youngstown State, a tough place to play, and it feels like every game is a must win, but uh, if you read my article from, I think, yesterday, every game is technically not a must win. They just have to go 4-1 and one here over this final stretch. Mm-hmm. Anything worse with the loss to Eastern, you're probably not sneaking into the uh, SCS playoffs. Yeah, it's... um. That loss just, I mean, I think we say it every week. It looms over every positive thing that happens the rest of the season, which is a tough place to be, obviously. So I think the team, you know, it's been said, like, they can win or lose every single game they play. Um, And for about three minutes against Indiana State, it sure felt that way when they went down early. Um, But the resounding thing was 44 unanswered points against that team, which I think really showed you where where this squad is at and what they can do when they're rolling like that. I just want to continue to see, um, you know, Zach Anik said, and the offense spreading the ball around, spreading it to receivers who are capable of making such explosive plays that we've seen at times this season. And that's the biggest thing. you got to prevent turnovers if you're going to be a good team um, in this conference. And the Redbirds... When they've won, they do prevent those turnovers. I mean, like I said, you had that leadoff, or I don't know if I would call it the leadoff, but you had that opening interception against uh, Indiana State, but it's kind of like a fluke interception. There's not a ton that you can do about that. Um, and then from there, they didn't turn it over. Um, and then Keandre Jackson had the pick six later. Um, I think they had one other interception in the game as well. Um, so you just have to win the turnover battle if you're this team. Your offense has been great this year. It's been the best this offense has looked since. I, I really don't know. In our time here, in my time here, it's the best this offense has looked. I don't know the last time that they put up forty plus points three times in a season. Um, they scored thirty points in four out of the six games. Like this, they've never scored less than thirteen, and that was that Eastern game. Um, but now you play a tough Youngstown t- State team. Um, this is a good team. They've had a tough schedule up to this point. Um, I believe they lost to Northern Iowa, but that was a close game. They lost to South Dakota in a close game, but they beat Southern Illinois 31-3. to They held Southern Illinois to um, six rushing yards on the game. Big thing there is they jumped ahead early, and that's the thing for the Redbirds. You can't get behind early against this team. This defense is too good. This offense can score points at a really high level, a really good quarterback there. And it's just game by game, week by week for this team. We've talked about it over and over again. Uh, one game at a time if they want to make these FCS playoffs, but these next two games are going to be define their season. If you get swept in these two games, your season's over. But if you can go 2-0 and or 1-1, and you're going to make things really interesting down the stretch. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, Youngstown State this Saturday, 1 p.m. on the road. Follow along for live updates of that as the Redbirds look to continue their winning ways after dominating Indiana State this past Saturday. We'll move on. ISU swimming and diving goes one and one this past weekend, both at Ohio. Um, they kind of got beat pretty good that first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, bounced back in a big way to take down Ohio in the next one. Um, but the name that keeps showing up, Evo Reyes, MVC Diver of the Week, once again, just ridiculous performances from her week in and week out. And she's really carrying this team um, in that diving aspect. But then you have some really strong performances in the pool as well. And it's just... A really balanced team. Um, you, you hate to see that loss to Ohio, but you love to see the bounce back that they had. Yeah, no question. And I think what we saw there was just the way that the meet was split up into short and long course events. 
it really played to Ohio's favor the first day and it really played to ISU's favor the second day. So I think that's the only reason we saw such lopsided affairs kind of on both sides of it. Um, but yeah, like you said, Eva Reyes has been outstanding. We talked about her so much, it feels like, and I would contest that she is already a Percy family ISU Athletics Hall of Famer at oh, this yeah. point. I mean, it'll she, be a while she, until she finally yeah. inducted, probably. But. She could retire tomorrow if she wanted. I mean, two time MVC Diver of the Year going into your junior year. That's insane. Um, and then right next to her is Madison Morris, MVC Swimmer of the Year, yep. reigning, reigning Swimmer of the Year in the conference. And she set three lifetime bests um, in this meet in Ohio. So, um, really exciting stuff coming out of the swim and dive program. Yeah, definitely. Like we said, um, you have a lot of uh, veteran presence within the swimmers and divers themselves. Kind of a new staff. I mean, he was already on the staff, but now he's the head coach. Um, but it's just, it's an exciting time for this program, continuing to win. We've seen it the past two, three years now. Eva Reyes continues to perform at a high level. Madison Morris is dominating the pool. This program is just extremely exciting. And you'll get to see a little more of their action this Saturday at 1 p.m. when they travel to Chicago to take on Illinois-Chicago um, before a little stretch-off before the Purdue Invitational as their last meet of this fall part of the season. Um, I think that's it for swimming and diving. Uh, we'll move on to men's golf, another program that just week in and week out, they're performing at a high level. Um, this past week, I believe they finished fourth at the Dayton Invitational um, out of 13 teams, they've finished top four in all but one of their meets so far this year, which is just a really impressive number. Um, Felix Van Dyke stepping up this time. It seems like every single meet there's a different golfer finishing atop the leaderboard for the Redbirds, and I believe Van Dyke took home that individual title. He tied for it, yep. Tied for the individual. So that two straight meets now that they've tied for the individual title? Yeah. That's just... This program continues to impress week in and week out. And we talked about it last week about how you're seeing different names show up. Um, and that's not just the five scores that are showing up. It's who's finishing at the top of those five scores each week. Right. It's really exciting. I think just last week we talked about Felix Van Dyke as someone who last year we thought was, you know, one of those guys that is going to lead the team. And here he is right back um, and just doing exactly what he's capable of it's really exciting to see for this program it's almost like you can guarantee every week that they go to play you're gonna see someone in red and white at the top of the leaderboard in the individual title i mean it's so exciting with the things alex mccullough's done valentine pregnant um really just i mean this program is so versatile that it's like they can compete they're going to compete in every event they play in and it's not like they're playing a bunch of mid-majors they're going to you know big 10 schools and power five schools and competing um on their home courses it's pretty impressive to see out of this redbird golf team redbird men's golf team yeah definitely uh really strong performances across the board in their final uh meet here um in the fall portion of the season now they will not return to the course until february 19th when they travel to laredo texas for the border Olympics, but a really strong fall portion of the season for this program. It's, I think they're setting themselves up for an exciting spring um, season as well. Um, the last recap we want to do for you guys, ISU soccer. 
Um, a tough stretch they're in right now. Um, three straight scoreless matches for them. Um, they've been outscored eight nothing or seven nothing in that stretch. My apologies. Um, and that's three straight losses there to Murray State, Drake, and Indiana State. And at a time where you really can't afford these losses because this team is borderline in terms of um, whether or not they're going to be able to sneak into the MVC tournament. And with a loss to Indiana State, um, they actually dropped beneath them. Um, they're both 1-4-3. and three, And I believe with this tournament, it's the top eight, if I remember correctly. Um, and currently the Redbirds are in 10th out of 11 teams. Um, only ahead of Southern Illinois. Um, but it's going to be tough for the Redbirds to climb back into that uh, playoff picture just knowing where um, Evansville stands at 1-2-5, and five, um, which is just a crazy number, five draws so far <laughs> their eight conference matches. But that makes it tough for the Redbirds to be able to come back and catch those guys. Um, and then their last two games don't help them either. You and I, the third-best team in the conference, UIC, the fifth best team in the conference, and both of those teams are going to be playing for a lot. Um, you and I at five wins, just one win less than conference leader Drake, and then UIC at three, hoping to not fall in the standings. So the Redbirds, I would say you probably have to get at least one, hopefully two of these uh, matches. I don't think draws are going to be enough for this team to sneak into the uh, MVC tournament. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. I mean, it's a tough stretch to move on from, and there's just running out of time to move on from it so it's definitely a little concerning for this team you know staring at a second straight year outside of um the mvc tournament so hope they can just find something to build on at this point and use that to really just pick it up and find a way to win against these teams i mean they've shown promising yeah results throughout the season it's not like they're incapable of doing that. So you really just have to break through and, uh, you know, find the back of the net in some of these and find the scoreboard and just have a chance to compete in these matches. You know, going scoreless, obviously, you're not giving yourself a chance. Yeah, you're going to have to get a little desperate here because in soccer sometimes draws are okay. Um, it helps you maintain your position, but you can't draw. You're going to have to be aggressive these last two matches. Um, you host UIC and – Thursday, and then you travel to Cedar Falls, Iowa to take on Northern Iowa Saturday or Sunday. I mean, you got to get a win there if you want to even have a chance to get into the NBC tournament, like I said. But regardless, I think this was a step in the right direction this season for this program um, based on where we had been the past couple of years before this. Um, but like I said, 6 p.m. Thursday, they host Illinois Chicago in their final home match of the season. So make sure to get out to uh, Adelaide Street Field to cheer on the Redbirds there. Um, the last thing that we do want to talk about, ISU men's basketball picked to finish eighth in the Missouri Valley Conference preseason poll. Um, when you look preseason poll-wise, it wasn't super surprising to me just because you finished ninth last year. You went 6-14, and 14, I believe it was, in the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, you brought in a lot of new faces, and you don't know how these faces are going to mesh. Um, the thing that stood out to me, is no recognition for Kendall Lewis. Um, Darius Burford gets the All-MVC preseason third team. Kendall Lewis gets nothing, and uh, Ryan Peden made sure to know mm-hmm. note at the uh, media day that that was a mistake, and Kendall Lewis is the type of player that deserves that recognition because he does everything past just the stats you see in the book. Yeah, no question. I think it, it's hard for a guy like Kendall Lewis to stand out, um, but I think he's going to find more ways to stand out this year um, he talked about not letting his offensive lulls bother him as much and um, just focus on everything he can control when that's not 
I mean, there were games he was held scoreless, I believe, last season. And um, I think he's the type of player that needs to be content, especially with the guys that he left in, they've brought in, not scoring the basketball. Because when you have, you know, Jordan Davis, when you have Brandon Lee, when you have so many different guys, you know, who knows what Ty Pence is capable of at the college level offensively. I think you're going to need Kendall Lewis to not be worried about his scoring, and it seems like they're on the same page in that aspect, which I think is going to be really exciting for this team. I wouldn't. It's hard to put too much weight into these, like you mentioned, um, and it really wasn't a surprise to see a team with so many newcomers picked low because there's no way for you to judge the, it. the individuals voting on this poll haven't seen them. So it's yeah, um, it's definitely hard to say, and I'm just kind of just kind of a wait and see period on. Um, bulletin board day bulletin board material day in the mvcs yeah it's gonna be really interesting uh, how this pans out this season i think this is gonna be an exciting team to watch and we'll be waiting for uh, the women's basketball preseason poll to come out as well um but i think that's it from us anything else from you reed uh that's all i got all right well in the meantime make sure to follow our twitter accounts at the underscore vedette and at video underscore sports for all the live updates of all the action at illinois state university and uh, we will talk to you guys again next week